Hi guys, welcome to Drama Rookies. We are your hosts, Evita, Ahana, and Svetlana. Take a break with us as we review your favorite K dramas and discuss more about K culture. Do follow us on Instagram at Drama Rookies for more updates on upcoming episodes and tell us which drama would you like to be reviewed next. Welcome to our special segment where we will discuss K culture and how it's been impacted by the Hallyu wave. You can tune in to hear the segment on the last Saturday of every month. The following episode contains explicit language, adult themes, discussions of violence and graphic content which may not be suitable for listeners under 18. Listener discretion is strongly advised. The content within this episode is intended for mature audiences only. From the beginning of the Hallyu wave till maybe I think a couple of years ago, K-drama land was populated by an almost unidimensional candy-type female lead whose main purpose we saw was to mainly be saved by the male lead. But with the growing popularity of dramas across the globe, there has been a visible and necessary shift. The new female lead who has emerged is now complex, communicative and sophisticated. She is someone who's breaking the confining mold of gender stereotypes in Asian society. Today we're here to discuss the evolution of the K-drama heroine and the rise of the badass female lead in Drama Land guys. What do you think this is such an interesting topic? I am very excited for us to cover this especially since we have some interesting things to talk about and I think it's also something that's very close to our heart. So I can't wait yeah. to get into it really. I think this month has been a series of dramas which have had strong female leads. So I think this perfectly fits into the special segment because it will end capsule everything that we were trying to say over the month agreed now before we move forward i think we should take a step back and look at the traditional structure of a k drama you know this will help us better understand where all these characterizations of the female leads are coming from so getting straight into it the traditional k drama has always been about a rich chevel male lead who meets and falls in love with a bubbly yet naive female lead and the traditional chronology that we've always seen is first they meet they have some kind of conflict then they fall in love there's romance some misunderstanding reconciliation and finally a happy end now this may sound really simple and straightforward guys but it's sprinkled with multiple clichés and tropes and some of them being like the childhood first love that we see in stairway to heaven or even what's wrong with secretary kim i think there was an amnesia track earlier what are your favorite uh, cliche tropes and all of that i think uh, what i often see is this kind of taming of the shrew where the female lead would be extremely bratty and bashful and rude at the start or mm. she's considered rude because she basically speaks her mind the male lead will come in and kind of of mend her ways and make her a better person and make her assimilate better in society and i right. think that's something that i see a little too often in k dramas what about you i think my favorite trope has to be the cohabitation one and it has come a long way it has been there in k dramas and now recent in because it's my first life and it yeah. has progressed right like before they used to just date now they are like shaadi karte hai and sabko bata dete hai and let's them yeah definitely together. with <laughs> because it's my first first life it's very different from i think the original one which was full house these seemingly harmless tropes or at least as we would perceive them actually include a lot of problematic gender tropes i think the main one that we have to highlight and that literally is the crux of a lot of older k dramas is basically the cinderella trope and this also kind of encapsulates the damsel in distress trope man have we seen this time and again with dramas like boys over flowers where we 
have Gudrun Pure saving Gumjandi in moments of distress, Secret Garden, Master's Son, where she's literally clinging to him, uh, clinging to Soji Sub for dear life, and Oh My Venus, where he comes in time and again as uh, Shin Minah's savior, Princess Oz, and even as lately as Descendants of the Sun. We keep seeing such content that is perpetuating an image of a weaker female lead that needs some, some kind of saving from a strong man. And as the drama progresses, the female lead who had started off as a spunky, bubbly sort of girl becomes passive and docile and she's her main purpose is kind of serving the main lead now. These tropes, with them a handful of cliches that are as problematic, if not more. So cliches like wrist grabbing, we've seen them time and again in dramas like Airs, Dream High, You're Beautiful, where the male lead just grabs hold of the female lead's arm and she doesn't really do anything about it. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of, she's just submitting to him in a way. And el- escalating to other tropes like uh, the forced kiss trope. I think, Evita, you were telling me about that particular scene from another Ohe Young. Yeah, it is uh, one of the reasons why I really dislike the drama and actually stopped watching it after that. Wherein there's a scene where um, the two leads are in an argument. It takes a bit of a violent turn because he pushes her against a wall and... Um, she cuts her lip. The tension of the moment, or rather as what uh, they would like us to believe, the filmmakers, they change it where is the kiss that is going to happen and then they end up kissing. And it's a little disturbing to watch because throughout the show, they are very aggressive with each other. And while they do soften up once they fall in love and they become a proper couple after all of their misunderstandings, that scene Mm. for me was highly problematic. You know, the way he grabs her and he's so rough with her but there is this jarring contrast of a very romantic BGM. It was very unsettling to watch to be honest. Yeah it definitely was and this is just the tip of the iceberg. There are so many other cliches and tropes which are definitely problematic even though we may not have seen them as for what they were earlier. So we see that this is how the structure of a K-drama with filled with these tropes and cliches is actually perpetuating a stereotype a stereotypical characterization of the female lead and you know she isn't even at least at that point written to be a strong character and then you put in all of these I mean y'all only tell me who was your first female lead that you encountered in drama land my first K-drama was actually Secret Garden, starring Haji Won and Gambin in lead roles. And I was perhaps 14, 15 when I first saw it. And I was in love with K-dramas. And my tastes have definitely evolved and have come a long way from the mellow genre, at least. And I do like other kinds of dramas now. But, you know, back then, this was what got me into K-dramas. And when I rewatch a lot of Secret Garden episodes now, it just doesn't sit well with me like there's so much about the drama that I'm not okay (laughs) with that is just that you know when you're 14 when you're 15 you're just there's so much of like it's so romantic because you really aren't well your mind isn't that developed right is it (laughs) and uh, compared to like when I watch some of the stuff that I used to enjoy when I was much younger I am quite concerned as to how much I did not notice in those dramas True, true. The kind of content we were exposed to, exactly. What about you, Svetlana? For me, my first drama was Descendants of the Sun. Though I love that drama, you know, there are a lot of positives about it. But as you mentioned, it can be in the negative space as well. Because Song Haikyo is shown as such a strong character in the beginning. That she's a doctor, 
uh, who she is not differing in any way from what she has to do but then in the end you see this scene where she's looking in the eye of song joon ki with tears in her eyes asking him to save her and that time when i first saw it i didn't think much about it right but now when i like go back to that scene and i rewatch it i cannot yeah. go through it without thinking that why was she doing that when she yeah. herself was so strong that she could fight them off true true and i think you were telling me something about k2 as well oh my god k2 for me actually k2 had such cute scenes and it was such a nice drama that i fell in love with it but then later i realized that no it is not something that i can fall in love with <laughs> because it's really problematic especially because if you notice juna is always in the need to be saved she is never oh, yeah. someone who is saving ji changgo hmm. and there is this one scene which really angers me and that time i think i must have laughed at it but now i skip that scene because it angers me so much is when he tries to tame her into a pet by telling her to sit and stand and she does it i remember this and i don't understand how problematic is it in today's time i really don't understand yeah so problematic and i think with the range of female leads that uh, evita and you svetlana have pointed out i think uh, even though they are all different people with different personalities i think our female leads range from the extremely shy and naive Pakshinen air to this to this funky gumjandi and boys over flowers and other sort of female leads like in playful kiss and so on talking about the earlier dramas but we see a recurring theme that they are always naive helpless and ultimately hopeless we of course they are always kind they do the right thing they are gorgeous to look at but other than that it's always them catering to the male lead the way they behave is uh, definitely not what a real woman is like what is interesting to note here is that drama land although it's portraying its female leads in this particular way there is a different genre of women that it's portraying in an absolutely different way at least at that point of time we have the vamps am i right guys with that heavy eye makeup loud clothes and jealous crafty behavior i think mm. they had their own niche there who comes to mind evita when i talk about this i would say isam kyung in uh, cheese me trap oh man for sure for sure fighting away to the glory yeah spending on all those credit cards even uh, I, yeah, yeah i think for me when you talk about vamps and you know they are heavy eye makeup and they are bold outfits I really prefer them over the female leads because they have more character and they have more soul to their acting than these people who don't even like bat an eyelash when something happens to them. True, it's so concerning that they would behave like that, right? I mean, I couldn't imagine a real person acting that way. I think it's I think it's because as we mentioned that there is the spectrum that the characters fall upon when we look at the Sati Savitri characters and juxtapose it with the vampish one. The issue is that the Sati Savitri three characters are based on this kind of a idealism of how the women should be and the vamps i would say are rooted more in reality because not all of us are nice right we have our shades hmm. of gray we are made a certain way and with the vamps i as vidana mentioned it's they're far more relatable because they are modeled off of real people and real people are not perfect i think after discussing the female lead and her uh, her innocence we have to talk how <laughs> our hyper masculine male lead stands in stark contrast to her this male lead i think we've 
is rich he's arrogant he's possessive he's jealous he has anger issues he's a bully but i guess somewhere deep down inside he's a nice guy we've seen this character time and again i think lee min ho in airs in boys over flowers lee jung gi in scarlet heart hyun bin in secret garden soji sub in master son i think this list is endless you all get it right yeah yeah 100% so this yeah, yeah this character is not someone a real girl would ever like but i guess that's why we have our female lead who will definitely go for this guy so i think evita you were uh, telling me something about uh, how this sort of a character actually has a specific word you know that characterizes them that encapsulates their performance the term we're looking for is sundare it's this term wherein the person is cold on the outside but an absolute marshmallow on the inside but because of their stuff exterior they never reveal what they actually feel which is bullshit because that just means that you lack communication skills and if you want a relationship to survive then you got to got to communicate which is something that doesn't happen i would say in a lot of k dramas you know back then not that now all k dramas are perfect but definitely a lot of the conflict would come from mm. the fact that the male lead would be extremely jealous or would misunderstand the situation and would react and by kicking a fuss about it and would just not process his emotions and go and speak to his partner and sort things out as normal and regular people do you know they they keep on using this sundare kind of personality for the male lead and it's the female lead's responsibility to kind of warm this iceberg up <laughs> exactly like like it's their job and this is always when they have an absolutely perfect guy like right there which is which brings us to our second lead he's mm. kind understanding sympathetic and deserves the girl 100% but does he get her nope never <laughs> nope <laughs> not at all i think swetlana has a soft spot for second leads am i right i have fallen in love with all the second leads that have come up in 2020 in every <laughs> drama and may i also add record of youth which just got over oh what? yeah that was a good one these yeah. second leads are so perfect right they treat the girl with so much of respect they give her the attention that she wants it's exactly what you would want in a partner but no go after this main lead who is not perfect at all and who is just going to add on as a responsibility basically taking exactly. care of exactly yeah yeah why why is it her responsibility and we've seen this in later k dramas also i think she was pretty was a big one for everyone across uh, their viewers and you're beautiful and i think evita's favorite example would be cheese in the trap in this case my gosh i think i can write a thesis on she was pretty and cheese in the trap and why so ill gook and chesawan's character deserved the female lead because in both the dramas right you have these two characters who accept the girl for who she is and it's not that they don't have that they're blindly in love with her they see her flaws as well they know that she is not perfect but they're never trying to fix her to change her make her a friend yeah. to kind of tame her but the female lead always goes with the guy who is not just rude and obnoxious but is also straight up abusive and mean to her it just blows my mind that you know both these dramas had perhaps the perfect you know second leads but yeah. obviously that's not viable let's that's not try to happening fix everything we're babysitters at the end of the day yeah going with the supposedly misunderstood but actually abusive main lead 
read i i don't know how much sense that would make in real life which you know a lot of people would say why are you guys fixating on dramas just brush it off big deal it's a show but we have to realize that these characterizations are actually what you know help propagate the gendered approach to how men and women are supposed to behave especially in asian societies Absolutely. i think evita you were, yeah you were telling me something about this theory or what, what was it so i'm glad that you mentioned about the gendered approach that is existing in k dramas You know I was doing some research and I came across this theory by Gerber and Gross it's called the cultivation theory and guys we studied this way back in college <laughs> make yourselves let's go back let's uh, use our BMM education to some good at least <laughs> so the cultivation theory by Gerber and Gross looks at the media messages that are prevalent in films and television so according to them you know heavy viewership of television web content it affects our idea of reality like it affects the perception of what everyday life is supposed to be and it makes us more susceptible to accept these crafted media messages as real and valid so this theory was released in 1976 now it still holds water because you know it's true like this kind of prolonged exposure to television cultivates this attitude that the world that you see on television is is an accurate depiction of the real world and if we put what yeah. we see in these dramas into practice because if art imitates reality we also pick from art and bring it back into our reality so it's kind of like an echo chamber that keeps on thoughts and emotions right and the reason why i bring it in here is because with k dramas right there is a disturbing and almost disgraceful amount of times where there are these scenes which are unrealistic which portray unrealistic standards on both men and women while the women are rendered as lamps which will just be there in scenes to cast light on the hyper masculine main leads for the main leads they are portrayed to be characters that are just jaded and misunderstood and they have to be physical and violent to get the girl this kind of you know forced kisses and these wrist grabbing and all these tropes that we discussed about you know it kind of reflects back into society where in which i would say it's important that we take a step back we look into the actual culture of korea to understand really where does this come from oh god it's really scary that you point this out because we really cannot stand for what we see in k dramas reflecting in real life especially with all these points of uh, non consent that you pointed out we it's so problematic that this is what people feel real life should be like because tv itself is like an exaggerated version of real life if not complete fiction hmm. and then you know it's thrown back at us and we are supposed to we are supposed to act that way people really need to draw a distinct line between what is reality and what is purely fiction and if it is the case that people are going to imitate what they see on tv we have to be so careful about the kind of content that goes out especially to young minds you know teenagers and people in their formative years you know guys uh, one of the dramas that i watched when i was younger was secret garden and there is a scene in secret garden where um, hyunbin pushes hajiwon um, on the bed and he's he's oh. grabbed her wrist he's locked her 
thighs you know and he's like completely on top of her okay and she's rest trying to wrestle her way out and she is saying stuff like i will call the police i'm going to file a complaint against you you cannot do this to me and she's saying no 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 in that entire time however the main lead just successfully attempts to sleep on the same bed as her and he hugs her super oh, tight and that entire scene right like when i watch it now back then i didn't think too much about it because i perhaps don't even have an inclination of that this is wrong and this is right you know when i see all these clips that are made on uh, compilations of secret garden cute moments it's not cute oh, you know because it's the, not. It, it feels cute because you have this amazing uh, bgm that supports it that reduces the violence of the scene down wherein because the music is so pleasant you're not really processing what's actually happening and that kind of desensitization is something that happens periodically over the years wherein wrist grabbing post kissing all of this kind of stuff right we might not pick up on it because of the fact that we are so used to seeing it as romantic that's a far more troublesome worry because like you mentioned because we need to be careful about what we see what we watch exactly and it's troubling uh, not only because it's being portrayed in modern day but i think this kind of this power dynamic between men and women has goes back i think forever and to see that in modern day where we're supposed to be growing and moving forward this is what is being thrown back at us i don't think we we should stand for that had these roles reversed where hazi won was the one pinning you and bend down i'm sure the drama would not have even released or like it would have been censored like you were telling me about soye ji's scene in it's okay to not be okay evita true true there was an entire controversy that uh, actually happened around a couple of scenes in it's okay not be okay because soye ji's character is extremely bold <laughs> to put it that way <laughs> and uh, there's a particular scene where she touches uh, Kim Soo-hyun's bare chest and there are parts where she also is very suggestive like she makes suggestive remarks towards him so there oh, was yeah. a complaint filed saying that uh, this kind of stuff cannot be shown on television and it's gender discrimination and stuff like that while it is true i'm not disputing that claim at all it's just that it, it's a double standard considering all the stuff that we've seen in K-dramas the secret yeah. garden scene in particular which i really think is problematic that that it is a double standard right like because it is it is like now they go and understand that it's gender discrimination yeah, then, and i actually want to take us even further back and i would say ask as the joseon dynasty so let's go way back to the joseon dynasty to understand these kind of gender dynamics wherein korea was built on this neo confucian belief system so the neo confucian belief system basically was it established a state conduct for men and women there was this perception that women men were inferior to men and there is a reason behind this according to them and it was that the concept of he if you guys are familiar with so he is an energy a spirit mm. or a life force confucius okay. right it they basically believed that you are connected to the universe that you are a single entity and there is this flow of life that goes through you while that happens you need to do things in your time to let that flow of life you know continue to sustain itself and essentially that can 
be achieved by by educating the mind by studying by reading or by you know making sure that you carry on for future generations and also that you sustain your body however it was believed that women do not have teeth and that this only applies to men that only men can let go of their ego and become selfless and be one with the universe this entire neo confucianism right it adopted the yin and yang philosophy that comes from taoism where if you guys know that is associated with femininity passivity negativity and is often considered weak and we use we call yin as a female energy whereas yang is the absolute opposite because it's masculine it's po- it's positive it's strong and these opposing qualities is what keeps that complementary um key flowing and that is what the balance should be the balance ultimately is that there has to be one person who's strong and the other person who's weak when you look into this right it kind of starts to make a little bit more sense because according to confucius since the gender roles are so defined the best thing a woman could do since she doesn't have any teeth was to serve her husband was to be a part of the child bearing and the rearing process and essentially guide her husband ultimate enlightenment and to let his ki kind of flow through and you would say that guys that was way back in the joseon dynasty we are in current modern korea but has much changed not exactly because you know this ideology it kind of it it sets it in tone that the concept of a woman is primarily for her physical body and it's really important to understand this within asian societies because we all have our place where there is a head of the house there is the mother in the kitchen there is the child who's supposed to bring in money we have a place in society if you look at at least how asian societies function and it's really important to uh, put this in with modern times because if a woman doesn't have a mind of her own and all she has to do is subject to her husband she needs to be obedient and she needs to be submissive let's look at all the drama tropes that we've spoken about how is it not reflecting of the time that were back then we have not moved we're, we're literally sitting on square one i guess this is something that we've often discussed where there is a lack of sexual themes and k dramas are very conservative as opposed to like true. american dramas that we've watched right i remember like when i used to first watch k dramas i was like why am i so happy with the kiss like i used to see american dramas <laughs> where pehle hi episode mein sab ho jata tha to yahan pe we anticipate 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 till the 12th episode yeah. for a goddamn kiss the value and the honor of a woman is put in her sexuality after hearing you evita talk about the historical aspect as well as the modern aspect of korean culture with respect to gender roles it's not that different for the indian subcontinent at least us in india itself and all the kind of content that we see in india the content that we've seen earlier like for example in our formative years all of it did have certain kinds of tropes and clichés which were not exactly the best and it had its problematic moments it was definitely some weird cgi that they added every single time <laughs> when people were turning into flies and snakes all of a sudden which didn't sit well with me because as a teenager i don't want to see shows like that and i think that's what was the turning point for me when i shifted to to american shows or even korean shows 
That's true. I think uh, Bollywood itself, whatever we may say about dharma cliche films, it didn't exactly have a space for a woman that had anything to do with with herself rather than the male lead. Of course, now we have a different genre of films coming up, which we much appreciate. Films like English, English, Queen, Thappad, which are more women centric. Uh, we there's no denying the fact that uh, earlier everything that we were exposed to had something to do with Shah Rukh Khan or uh, some other Amir Khan or someone. Yeah, and I think. what's more important is that even though we mentioned these films again these were not box office hits right at the end of the day they still went a little lower they are small smaller films and i'm glad at least they're making a start because i don't think india is ready to accept women in such a big way even now and i feel one major industry that i want to mention is the web series all these sites like netflix amazon prime and you know all these smaller portals as well like mx player and all of them who have given us really mind changing dramas where there are strong female and male characters equally though it was something new at least the indian society is trying to make us start to see people and to see things in a different way so i'm glad that sutlana brought up web series because in a way censorship is what plays and extremely important perspective when telling a story so coming back to k dramas during the 2000s to 2010 the dramas that were really popular at that time came out of these national ad networks like kbs mbc and sbs and since they were so heavily censored a lot of the stories a lot of perhaps even showing any kind of sexual scenes was immediately edited out however there has been this emergence of cable broadcast companies like tvn ocn and jtbc that are producing darker more adult content and also because they have more freedom and sense and very less censorship which is why they can do this so i would say that since there is like a more very dangerous stories you know you see female characters actually getting the space to grow like in particular i would say secret love affair i need romance strong woman dobangsu the reply series you know where you see these characters are definitely more than just assisting the main lead in their own self discovery definitely so i would also akin this kind of a shift to perhaps even the rising demand for k culture because if you see guys in the recent years there has been a kind of an explosion in the consumption of k culture as a whole in the last year itself bts has made a worldwide impact you know blackpink as well and followed by exo monstar 17 there is a lot of demand for k pop and k culture i would actually say that you know a lot of the newer shows that are coming out now whether it's executive youth whether it's startup they feel less koreanized in a way because they are adapted for a massier audience so even if you look at etwan class and it's okay not be okay while they are set in korea a lot of their characters are shedding the typical you know expectations of what a korean male lead and what a korean female lead should be and there is like this massier appeal to them so there is a different kind of edge that these characters have because international audiences do want edgier character what are your thoughts on this i think the idea of empowerment right like now in the recent years gained balance and when the female characters are being written as they are but you know in the past like if we see these older dramas such as secret garden or strong woman do bong soon or even weightlifting fairy kim bok ju which are not that old actually all these dramas had a very masculine trait given to the female characters just to make her look strong and that is not what we need we need the female characters to be strong with their 
own feminine qualities and that has been established now with dramas like record of you even crash landing on you you can see all these people like for example yoon seri doesn't go around fighting and punching everybody who's hurting her but we know that she's strong enough as a ceo of the company to bring all these people down single handedly without actually lifting a finger feel now is when people have found this balance and and now i would really like to bring in this aspect of uh, the male to female ratio of people working in south korea right directors and assistant directors ratio for female is 2% and for male is 98% in What? south korea guys are you serious it is such a vast difference whereas just wait for it you're really going to laugh at this one the screen writers the main story writers males are only 17% the females are 83% do you see the irony of this thing what, what is this dichotomy so essentially it's women telling women stories but edited and treated by men and you know this is what happens right because we know these stories are good like there have been these amazing writers for example lee woo jung who wrote the reply series even park yoon sun who wrote the age of you drama which evita loves also a very interesting fact that i want to point out is that in boys over class we have seen soo hae sun as uh, the main female lead right but her transition to 2014 when she herself directed a movie on child abuse and that was presented wow. at the busan international film festival just shows how much of a transition the female characters or actresses also have had over the years and you know when i say female characters i especially want to point out these few feel are my all time favorites because they define female friendships they f- define the women supporting women concepts and uh, to start with of course we have sonia jin in crash landing who is so headstrong who you know that one scene guys right when we were discussing crash landing when she enters back into her company and goes into oh, the yeah. meeting room and when everybody's faces are shocked Love, that girl scene, boss that scene definitely took my heart it just shows how much power she has in the industry right and how much then we have another drama which is search www which is i feel it should be on everybody's watch list and they should watch it time and again to refresh and to make sure that they are not putting other women down in the society the reason i say this is because in search www there are these three women okay im soo jung lee da hee and hee jin joon who are who all have their individual stories which are interconnected but you will never once see any one of them putting the other down in fact you can see that on the face they are of course saying things or whatever but behind the scenes they are always making sure that how often right. do we see these beautiful female friendships it's very interesting that you pointed uh, this out swetlana because i have also personally been a long time k drama viewer like many and i have seen a transition so as you pointed out you know dramas with more of a masculine uh, trait given to the female characters i also observed the same in most of the dramas that i viewed in around i think 2015 2016 dramas like healer doctors fight for my way and a first strong woman and weightlifting fairy these dramas i think at this point there was uh, this movement happening and they were the writers were actually trying to write characters who were were different from what they had written earlier so you know you can it's visible that they are trying to make an effort to change 
but eventually they do the drama does fall back into its old ways but there is definitely a commendable effort now coming into 2019 2020 we have seen a range of amazing dramas honestly the kind of the unex kind of uh, girl bosses female badasses that we've seen in these years with hotel del luna graceful family itemon clark and uh, one of my personal favorite is kim hye soo in haina that's one of, of my course. favorite dramas yes and uh, stranger beduna i think we beduna so underrated in korea i think cuz she did gain popularity with sense 8 and other dramas but with uh, stranger i think she is gaining a stronghold stranger and kingdom she's such a strong character in both i think she is one lady who is always up for a gritty female lead True. which actually brings an interesting point in i think we were discussing this earlier about the choices that actresses make for their roles and how that kind of comes to define their career this becomes very important because while while i think there are some good actresses out there what really happens is that the body of work that is given to an actress right is also kinds of falls the minute she crosses like her mid 30 and you see this where so many dramas don't really explore 40s to 60s kind of stories right like a lot of the female characters will not get the edgier sci-fi kind of roles they will still get that you know stuff where there to be arm pieces or or in some kind of mellow romance situation haji won's entire i think career graph is very interesting to me because she is known in korea for someone who not just does her own stunt but she is generally known as a very you know badass she kind. does yeah she does all her stunts all her stunts are done in secret garden she did them herself so she does all her stunts she's extremely wow. hard working she's known to be someone who's this you know who's not just an amazing actress but also very disciplined so she is known to be someone who's also very disciplined with her work However, when you see her earlier dramas, like when you see her in Empress Ki, which is a Sagoka historical drama where she plays um the em- uh, Empress Ki and uh, who is an extremely powerful ruler by the end of the drama and who goes through all these trials and tribulations, but boy, that story is amazing. She goes from someone like an Empress Ki to then starting to pick really safer, safer choices with Chocolate being her recent one, which was something that Ahana yeah. once told me would have worked in 2004. You know, the characters she's picked have kind of regressed over the years, and for me, that I wonder how much of it is her picking uh, these scripts and there being a lack of scripts to show the range of Haji Won the actor. Even uh, Ayu, though we have seen a lot of idol actors who have made their mark. especially people like uh, Dio from EXO and Jin Young from GOT7 but IU I feel is one of those female uh, idol actresses who has managed to make her mark and stay in the industry especially after she did Scarlet Heart Rio right she didn't receive the kind of response that she would hope for but yeah. then she came out with Persona Maya Joshi Producers and Hotel Del Luna and honestly she shocked us with her performance because it kept getting better with every drama that's true i think uh, while we're mentioning actors in the kind of roles they choose we can't not mention what i would like to call our consistent cast so here we have actresses who have stayed true to only one sort of character we have park shin hye who has consistently not surprised us with her portrayal of a, a very <laughs> shy and naive sort of girl you know she's been that sort of character in you're beautiful she's in airs and i don't think her latest dramas like memories of alhambra have been too different honestly and 
another another actress we have to mention she is an a lister in korea guys parkman young but honestly i feel like she has evolved she has improved but i think she's been playing the same character all along but she's gotten pretty good at it by now i mean if you are playing the same character continuously for the past mm. years if you don't get better by now then i don't know what you're doing <laughs> no yeah but i think we still love all of them and we would watch all their dramas but these are points that have you know that we have noticed long time viewers have noticed true true and if you see in complete contrast to actors that take unconventional roles like we mentioned Beidona earlier you have actresses like yeah. Oh Yeji and Kim Tae-ri who in their careers have consistently picked what would be considered as brave projects because with So Yeji's career right she's always taking she's always taking female roles wherein her character is someone who is essentially extremely flawed not supposed to be likable and is not your damsel in distress far from it rather so if you see with save me which is an ocean drama uh, which is definitely a darker mystery thriller it's a very unconventional a uh, choice made by soyeji and then she follows it up with uh, lawless lawyer and then it's okay not be okay which is her breakout hit so when you look at kim tae-ri's career which is the handmaiden the film in itself was a very brave choice because it does cover a lot of lgbtq con- uh, topics which are as we do know not discussed that openly in korea and then she follows yeah. it up with mr sunshine which again she chose to play a character so her character falls in love she doesn't lose her purpose and she doesn't lose her soul journey and the entire reason why her character exists so it's really interesting sometimes to see that i would actually say that nothing against the actresses as much as perhaps now we are seeing clips where the actresses can do more so maybe pakshine can try kicking a fuss instead of crying see now that you say that i also want to mention some consistent writers who have progressed with their work over the years for example park hae-ran who had written pinocchio i your your voice and now she has written some an amazing drama like record of youth we also have no hee kyung who went from the winter the wind blows to it's okay that's love I think this brings us to our last segment and here we're going to give I think our final thoughts on the evolution of the K-drama lead the female lead and the rise of the badass female as we like to call her I feel that yes there has been some kind of growth and development in the kind of characters that female leads portray they have definitely moved on from that cliche that we had seen earlier but I think what needs to change is the, the stories they need to become more comedic dating and later on they don't need to sort of even a little bit regress back i think the track i would like k dramas to take is the www track as svetlana had mentioned i think that's perfect that that's exactly the space i would like to see k dramas grow in i'm glad that there has been change and here's hoping for some more so what do you think svetlana uh, i honestly think i like that there are more stories being written now that i've researched i know that there are more stories being written by female writers and i want them to continue this as well as as we mentioned there are actresses who are picking roles that have more character to them so yeah. i feel this is a good start but at the same time there we have a long way to go with k dramas and while we have recent dramas like do you like drums and flower of evil and hmm. record of youth who have really strong female characters and so we still have a long way to go but i feel we are on yeah. the right and we should continue working like what about you evita see guys despite the fact that there are these problematic tropes that exist i will 
say that there has been a shift. There is a consistent effort of change. And I take that positively. I believe that we do have a long way to go. But K-dramas are changing. Cultural mindsets do change, right? The dramas that we're seeing now, the attitudes that we have now, it will change. What we saw 10 years ago is not almost the same as what we are seeing today. So I do believe hmm. that there is a way forward. Definitely newer dramas are exploring uncharted territory. Because with K-dramas, all of this is new. Having stronger female leads, having LGBT or POC representation, all of these, right, are concepts that have not genuinely reached Korea as of yet. So there is, I guess, an ongoing discourse that is allowing these spaces to be represented and grow more. So yeah, the future looks good, hopefully. Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning in for this episode of Drama Rookies. Hope you all enjoyed it. Do follow us on Instagram at Drama Rookies for similar content. And we look forward to seeing you next Thursday.